Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You all know how much we love ProCare. We talk about them all the time, pretty much in every episode we record. Pretty much. So we are really, really excited to announce. They are sponsoring the podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Yes. And we truly believe in their product because we take them every single day. I take their one-a-day capsule. Yes. And I take their one-a-day chewable. It's freaking delicious. And not only do they have multivitamins, but they have calcium chews. Delicious calcium chews. The salted caramel is to die for. Oh, and the cinnamon roll guys tastes like a cinnamon roll Mm. oh my god they also have dinner mint but Mm. our favorite favorite is a dark chocolate for two reasons one you can have it at nighttime for a treat Mm -hmm. or make a s'more out of it we've done it freaking bomb how cool is that so go now to procarenow.com and use code oslp for 10 percent off all righty now go now what are you waiting for go get your vitamins yeah Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And we have... I'm so excited. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. We are so, so, so excited to have Kristen Willard on the podcast. Yes, yes. Yes. So happy to be here. Thank you. She (laughs) is like, I mean, your posts are so detrimental to our, not detrimental. That's That's not the right word. 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 That's not a good word. (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? Mel knows what word I'm looking for. They're so important to our yeah, bariatric community. There we go. Not yeah. detrimental. No. I don't know where that came from. No. Um, so important because you really break it down. Yeah. You break down like what calories is in each thing, what ingredients, and you show pictures, which mm-hmm. are pictures are so important when it comes to food, I think. Makes it so totally. much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so like- much. For being I on. totally agree. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's just, I love doing this and meeting you. I know we were just kind of chit chatting a little bit before. So it's really just nice to hear all the good things that you guys are doing as well um, in this community because it's pretty amazing. And I feel lucky to be in this community. Right. So, everyone's been so welcoming. Like we were talking about earlier, I just when I came into this community, I just felt like there was um, just a, a love and a connection and people were just so welcoming. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. And for those that don't know, what is your Instagram handle? Mine is bariatric.meal.prep. Okay. Um, so bariatric meal prep is kind of like the whole word. And then I try to make it easy on the eyes. I put the dot in the middle. And then that's my website as well. So, but it's all one awesome. word on the website, bariatric meal prep. Awesome. So, and I would definitely call you the queen of meal prep. Yes. Like, <laughs> thank you. For <laughs> sure. Like looking through your Instagram, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything that I need to know on meal prep is right here. It really is. I suck at meal prep. (laughs) I suck at it. I I know it. I can admit it. So I need all the tips that you can possibly give me (laughs) to make it as easy as possible. And first and foremost, like, when did you get into this community? Like, how did Mm -hmm. this all happen? 
Yeah. Thank you for that question. I originally started, like I became a dietitian and I think like most people, well, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people when they get out of school, it's like, okay, well, what do I want to do now? You know, Mm -hmm. like, what does this look like? Um, and so I was one of those that I, I just took the first job. I was like, okay, I want to be in skilled nursing. (laughs) There was a skilled nursing facility job and I did, I was like the kitchen manager and I was the dietitian and, um, it was super, it was honestly the most challenging job I've ever had. Um, Um, but then I had a, there was, then I moved to the hospital position and I really liked that because I got to, um, just kind of work with people more often. Um, I liked the charting. I liked working with the doctors. I liked the team approach, but even that in itself didn't really fulfill as far as like, you know, being, um, being there with people long-term. And so I, I was, didn't want to go out by myself yet. Cause I really liked having like people around me and yeah. like not totally solo. And there was a position that opened up at our bariatric clinic. And I heard from one of my friends that was also a dietitian. She really liked it. And then I really liked the aspect that you got to work with people like more than once mm-hmm. and you got to develop those relationships. Cause like, I feel like nutrition just doesn't happen. Like you don't just like have a nutrition appointment with someone and then all of a sudden like everything flows and you know, you're off, you know, you're off to the races. Like it takes some time and Mm -hmm. you know, those small changes and someone to tell you, you know, to help be your guide. And so when it opened up, I applied and they took me and I just honestly, it was like the best position I've ever had. So I was able to um, work with people and like kind of hit all, you know, try to hit all the different notes. But what I noticed when I worked in the office setting was that it, it was hard to, like, I'd say, you know, eat three ounces of protein, you know, mm-hmm. like eat, eat chicken, eat, yeah. you know, eat some broccoli or just, it just, and then when people came home, it like sounded really good in, in the class. They're like, yeah, I can right. do this. Mm-hmm. But then like they go home and like, they're sitting there like, okay, I, I, I don't know what to do, or I'm just tired of eating the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's what prompted me. That was kind of like the beginning of having my Instagram account. And so what I would do is I just started putting up visuals, um, and doing my recipes. And if you go back way, like it's totally a different, like different look (laughs) back then (laughs) I would do like recipe, you know, motivational posts. And then I don't know what, and then I would share like other people's recipes. Okay. And then I did one picture. It's one picture that like really like just like pushed me forward. I wanted to say plummeted, just how you said detrimental. I wanted to say plummeted, but it wasn't plummeted. Propelled. I think that's propelled. propelled. That's yes. a good one. Yes. yes. <laughs> propelled me forward. And it was this one simple one. It was just, all I did was take a meal prep container and then I put like a roasted chicken breast in it. And then I was like step one. And like, that was like in one small square. And then step two, I had, you know, add uh, the, the vegetable. And then step three, I had add the smart carb. And then step four, I had add flavor. And like, so it was one of those like four picture ones and that just like took off. And I was just so shocked at like how much feedback I was getting. Cause to me, I was like, oh, this looks really simple. But I think having it broken down Mm -hmm. and and like stepwise um, Mm -hmm. was really helpful. And then the next post that was also really helpful was I really realized that people enjoyed seeing how portion sizes change um, throughout after surgery. And I hesitated, to be honest, I did hesitate like posting that picture because I think it's easy for, to get caught up in like, Oh, my portions are too big Mm -hmm. and like feel like that shame or my portions aren't big enough. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm only going to be able to have like a tablespoon the rest of my life, you know? Right. So Mm -hmm. there can be like variation. And I think it can be somewhat of a, for some people it can be like an emotional trigger depending, you know, who that person is. So I Mm -hmm. hesitated doing that, but I also felt like it provided people a lot of value and it helped like provide that guideline. Sometimes you just want to know the boundaries you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit, and then you can play with those boundaries, you Mm -hmm. know, and I try not to, I I try to my captions to really encourage people to work with their 
dietitian to work with their surgeon and to know that these aren't necessarily like the end all be all. If you are more than this or less than this, mm. there is a wide variation. Um, and oh, so you yeah. really need to do what works for you. Um, but also to recognize that it does, you know, change with time and it's normal for your body to tolerate, you know, more food as time goes on. Yeah, no, I agree so. with that because I think it's really hard in the beginning. Um, I know for me personally, I did six months of nutrition appointments uh, through my mm-hmm. office. And it, like you said, it makes sense when you're in, in front of your nutritionist and it makes sense like when you're thinking about it, but then when you get home and you're like, huh, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, so I think having an Instagram or something where it's easy, where I can save it and go back mm-hmm. to it and I can see like, okay, so this is about the size what I'm supposed to be eating. But if I'm still mm-hmm. hungry, like obviously you need to fuel your body. So yeah. <laughs> continue eating. But, you know, as a, you know, because not every journey is the same. No. My journey was completely different than your journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked to so many different people and all yeah. of their journeys are different. You may have common yeah, of things, course. Yeah. but n- nothing is, no two surgeries are exactly like no no and the food's going to be different because like Mm -hmm. everybody has different tastes and our tastes Mm -hmm. would change and like when you broke down that one photo what I appreciate about that is because I I like to bake Mm -hmm. um and that is so much easier when you have a photo of like how much it looks like and like when I'm done making a cake in the batter, I'll be like, if, if it doesn't look right, I'll be like, okay, it doesn't match the same colors there, <laughs> you know? So you can actually adjust yeah. on what you're doing. And that's great that you're showing them mm-hmm. because then you can look and be like, oh, wait, that's not the right color. What did I do? Mm-hmm. And we can like yeah. decipher what happened in the process. So mm-hmm. that would make life easier because I, I did have a little easier for me with food prep because my husband loves to cook. Mm-hmm. So he took the list basically and just we just grocery shopped off the list and then he just cooked the things that were on the list so for the first year I was totally fine (laughs) and then it like he I don't know what happened like we both just slowly like weren't doing those things anymore but it's not like I wasn't doing like bad things I actually just got used to this is how we eat now um and then I would slowly accidentally bring in the bad stuff accidentally accidentally okay are you going with that are you going going with with the accident it's very accidental it just jumped into the cart all on its own (laughs) and i didn't know it was there until i got home no Uh, (laughs) but uh, but there is something to be said for that because i do feel like a lot of times there can be like these uh there is a and i talk about that as well like that we also want to bring mindfulness to it Mm because sometimes it can be mindless at the time you know Mm -hmm. like as far as, or it can be a deliberate decision. And that's also important and really to help people recognize being mindful because you want to make sure that like, I feel like you're encouraged people to make that choice, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that it didn't just happen. But even if you're, even if you choose a food that may not be in line, like with your food or with your food choices normally, right. just to still recognize that it's a choice, you know, and like not to, um, uh, feel like it's just happening to you. Yeah. Cause, okay. Cause I would say when I, when that happened, it was more of like, it was a spontaneous moment. It was just mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. Like we're like, everyone's having cake. Let's go ahead and have cake. I'm like two years out. Why not? And then I'm like, wait, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, you just you like, it is like everybody else, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm making this decision, but I don't even realize why until later. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's a reason behind these things. Mm -hmm. And really, it's because we've talked to a lot of bariatric therapists, like really makes you break down why you do the things that you do. And I didn't Mm -hmm. have that the first two years. I didn't have a therapist and I didn't have a nutritionist. So 
yeah. I was just yeah. doing the thing as yeah. well yeah. as I could. And, and I think a lot of people are in that situation, oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot and there's, um, it, make, it makes sense. It's hard to find people sometimes that really mm-hmm. understand exactly what you're going through, even in yeah. the health field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. definitely. I think uh, with the, one of the therapists we talked to, I actually realized that I was eating because I was lonely. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. no idea that that was even a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could possibly right? do that. Yeah. And so there's different things that you learn mm-hmm. through bringing in professionals mm-hmm. to kind of help bring your brain into like, okay, what am I actually doing by doing this? Yep. Um, am right. I lonely? Am I sad? Am I angry? Like what, what emotion am I feeling? Because before surgery, I would just eat. Yeah. I didn't care why I was eating. I didn't care mm-hmm. what I was eating. It, I just wanted to eat. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I know you That's feel mindless, the same. Yep. Mindless eating. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it's so powerful to know, mm-hmm. like, kind of like your why and the reasons behind it. Because then mm-hmm. it can help you kind of start shifting things a little bit. It doesn't happen once again. It doesn't happen overnight. No. Yep. Um, it but it gives you that opportunity to at least become aware and to become, I always encourage people to, like, become curious about it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, you know, why is this happening? And what can I do? You know, try different things. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about, like, that food is it is like, I mean, it had the positive thing about it is that it, it, you can, um, it is helping in some sort of way, mm-hmm. you know, even if it is temporary, it's, it is helping. And so mm-hmm. you, that's a tool. So also trying to find, get other tools in your toolbox that you yep. can have. Exactly. Um, and to, once again, go back to that being mindful and like trying to choose what tool do I want to use right now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, um, one of your posts said, oh, what did it say? It was basically like, don't like the mission of bariatric surgery is not to eat the least amount of food, like you're eating through your weight loss, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. like to see how much, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was saying that calorie counting and like small mm -hmm. portions isn't the goal of surgery. It's more about learning lifelong eating and balance in the long term. Yes. And what makes you feel the best, you know, mm -hmm. as well. Exactly. And that really resonated with me because Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I did that as well as I should have the first year. I was more like, I'm going to eat these three foods <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And I really didn't focus on expanding my food horizons. And I wasn't interested in, you know, trying to eat those. I was so scared of carbs. And I know a lot of our followers feel the same way. I think that's okay, yeah, though, too. you know, but yeah. I didn't eat any like right. I was like less no, than yeah. 20 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. Like it was real restrictive. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. Uh, I I'm, guess I'm wondering if maybe you can go more into like what kind of carbs are the best yeah. options? Because we hear you say smart carbs. And yeah. so I think yeah, we'd like to understand smart, that. I do say smart carbs mm-hmm. a lot. No, it's a great question. Um, when it comes to carbohydrates, like I typically like when someone's first starting, just had surgery and they're starting, they're ready to introduce something else than like protein. Cause mm-hmm. let's be true. It's like all protein at first. Yes. Um, I encourage fruit usually is the one that I typically go to first, um, like a fresh fruit, not okay. like, um, uh, well, I guess you could do like, like not a smoothie necessarily. Like okay. I encourage people to have it like in their whole form okay. um, when they're first starting off. And then also starchy vegetables and, and like beans are considered a starchy vegetable. Um, uh, potatoes. I know like that can be like uh, for some people kind of scary to have potatoes, mm-hmm. but I think potatoes are a lot healthier than like, let's say like a Ritz cracker. Gotcha. Still getting potassium in there. You're yeah. still getting your vitamins, you know, you're still getting vitamins and minerals, fiber in the potato. So I think there's um, a sweet potato, you know, that one has, you know, more of the vitamin A. So both I think can fit in. Okay. Now if someone like is starting to like, some people with potatoes, it can, uh, it can trigger like, I, I'm going to, 
I need to eat a lot of these. And so right. be cautious if that's you, because that's not everyone, you know, uh, it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like peas can be an option in the beginning. If someone tolerates corn, I do, you know, I think corn can be a, a smart carb as well in their whole form. I think car- corn has gotten a really bad rap because it's, um, you know, cause of corn syrup and corn tortillas and like everything's made of corn that's processed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can be more problematic, but if it's kerneled corn, I think that's fine. Okay. Um, and then once you get past the fruit and the starchy vegetables, then you can more on the whole grains okay. um, would be another smart carb that I would encourage. So that would look like, um, quinoa is one of my favorites because I'm like, okay, like if you need to get protein in like quinoa is high, you know, it has a good amount of protein. You're still getting some protein. That's one of the reasons why I like beans too. You are still hitting that mm-hmm. protein note mm-hmm. a little bit, but it is more of a carbohydrate. Um, and, and as far as like volume wise, I'd consider it more of a carb. Okay. Um, so as far as uh, the grains, going back to the grains, long grain brown rice is usually more my preference. And that's okay. because short, the short grain brown rice can, or the short grain rice can raise your blood sh- uh, sugars faster. Okay. So I like to, I always encourage people, what we're trying to do is like the, you have your blood sugar. And if you have like more of these processed carbs, your blood sugar is just going to spike up. Mm. And so what you want to try to do is you want to try to pair it with some sort of protein or healthy fat. And so it's, or fiber, and that's going to give you more of those rolling hills instead of these mountains and these low valleys of blood sugar. Um, And that can potentially prevent um, like uh, all of a sudden like big cravings, you know, cause you're hungry, hungry, hungry. And then you fill up and your blood sugar is good. And then all of a sudden it drops and then you're hungry again. So we mm. want more of these managed rolling hills. Okay. Um, so as far as like going back to the grains, um, you know, if someone wants bread, if someone wants to introduce that, I think that's okay. Uh, it's not one of the, like the, like the, you know, I think that's veg- or starchy vegetables would be a, a better choice. Okay. Um, but there's no harm. Like, I think it's about balance overall and what your overall day looks like and not to get caught up on whether or not you had a slice of bread okay. um, during the day or like so a slice help- or like a tortilla or something like tortilla, that. Yeah. Yeah. Corn like- tortilla, like those can totally fit in, you know? So generally I see if people are following like the bariatric plate method model, typically 75 to hundred grams of carbs. If it's a whole food form, whether or not it's like a white rice or even a white bread, mm-hmm. it typically comes to about 75 to hundred grams of carbs. People take in. Okay. If they follow that three ounce and for your listeners that may be new to the bariatric plate method concept that means roughly about two to three ounces of protein. Mm-hmm. So about 50% of your meals, the protein, usually about three ounces is what most people need. And then, uh, about a third of a cup of vegetable. And then it's going to be about a quarter of a cup, two to four tablespoons of a carb. So no matter what the carb is, even if it's more of a process, it's only, you know, it's still not going to be like that big of an amount because right. you're balancing it out with your protein and your, um, and your vegetable. Okay. That and makes a lot of sense. Uh, did you say two tablespoons? Two to four. Two yeah. To depending four on someone's, um, you know, capa- capacity. Right. Uh, if someone's on the lower end, they may only be able to have like, you know, one or two tablespoons and that's it. Especially like if there's someone that's like around the six months and they're like, okay, I want to try to include carbs, mm-hmm. but they have their protein and they have their vegetable. They may not have that much left over yeah. for that so, carbohydrate. I remember that. During, oh, 100%, like yeah. six months. Like I, I was very focused on my protein, mm-hmm. but I mean, even, even at like a one year when my nutritionist was like, Kelly, eat a potato. Like she was <laughs> like, cause I, I was still adamant and she was like, just eat a potato. Um, yeah. I would have like one bite of potato and then I would eat the rest of my meat. I was just like, yeah. 
I was like, nope, nope, yeah. I'm good. But now, yeah. like, you kind of find balance after. Yeah. What I was going to ask, this is more of like a selfish, selfish question for us. <laughs> That's right. Because we are so post-op. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, when she's two years and I'm six years, what is a proper size smart smart carb for us? Yeah. So I would look at it more in the percentage of your meal. So about okay. 20 to 25 percent of the meal okay. um, would be a good place uh, in order to have you at that smart carb. Okay. At your meal time. And, you know, there is a huge range. Like I was, you know, I've seen anywhere between doctors saying four to nine ounces of food. I mean, if I put nine ounces on my pictures, like I get a whole slew of comments, like that's way too much for, you know, me, but like the people I know, but I also get comments, you know, behind the scenes of, or DMs, I should say, like, I'm so (laughs) glad you posted that. It makes me feel normal. I feel Mm. like I've eaten too much. Um, And so there is, you know, so there can be such a and you know what's interesting is that it's actually not related always to pouch size Mm. you know I think that's become a common talk more in like the health professional world like I've seen different um people talk about it as far as pouch size just because your pouch size is bigger doesn't mean that you're going to have more weight regain so oh interesting yeah I haven't even we haven't come across that yet so that's an interesting we'll have to talk to the doctors about yes we will because (laughs) I'm now very interested Mm -hmm. to know because I know that some doctors leave a larger pouch versus others. Right. So yeah. And I didn't even think that that was a, I didn't know that was a thing either. I thought thought it was all the same. I thought thought it all had to be exactly the same amount for everybody. Mm. Not thinking it doesn't have to be. So it's whatever that doc, that surgeon prefers. Yep. So interesting. And it's really more about the quality of the food you put in your pouch than the quantity of the food necessarily. Okay. It really comes back. If you're focusing on those whole foods, it's just naturally going to work its way out. Like Mm -hmm. I feel people always ask me about calories specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like you're already counting protein. Like if you're going to count something, count protein. Okay. Uh, And then if you, um, yeah, have, you know, don't worry about as much about the cal- calories if you're following whole foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I, I'm glad you said that because there are certain times where I can eat, you know, five or six ounces. And then there's other times where I eat like two and I'm stuffed. So mm-hmm. I yep. think it's completely I think it's good that you are telling people it's completely normal if you're eating more than most people post. And I, mm-hmm. I saw something the other day. I think it was actually Christine. Okay. She, uh, one of our bariatric diaries girls, she posted something and she was like, hey, guess what, guys? It's okay if you eat the rest of your plate and you don't need to post about it. Oh, that is her. <laughs> yeah, 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 Christine. I've and I was it. like, it is true. Yep. You can't eat your whole plate. You don't have to say what's left over. I mean, if you post that, more it's power fine. to you. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. like, because some people do eat their whole plate. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're still hungry. And mm-hmm. it, it re- I think it really relates to to how much activity you get on in in the day. Yes. Because mm-hmm. some people are more active in the gym than others. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need more protein and more carbs than somebody that's not. Yeah. Like Absolutely. me, I'm, I work in a, I'm working in my room. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be because we just talked to a guy that like he's like a year and a half out and mm-hmm. he takes in a t- twenty eight hundred calories a day. Was it Jim? Was it Jim? No, no. no. It, was Nate. it was Nate. Yeah. yeah. OK, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But no, but it's like there's no way like if I did yeah. that, then I would I would gain weight because I'm not yeah. moving like mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like you have to understand like it's going to be different per person. And no matter activity. what, activity. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in the gym all day long or like back when I was like a year post-op, I was working a very, very physical job. 
So mm-hmm. I was working, I was basically working out for six hours. Yeah, she so. was getting 20,000 steps in five hours. Oh my gosh. She was lifting, it was squatting. So much movement. Yeah, oh, it, was, so. it was insane. It's literally the perfect job right after you have surgery. Yeah. I think. Because <laughs> you yeah, don't have to worry about to go work out. You stop working there and then you start packing on weight because you're used to working there. Yeah. True story. True story. Then, yeah. Fair point. So, yeah. yeah. Fair point. Yeah, but it, it was a good job for that first year mm-hmm. after post-op. Mm-hmm. And I did, I would worry, like, because I would bring snacks with me to to work. Like, you know, I'd have some jerky, some low-sugar jerky. I would have almonds, cashews, salami, cheese, things like that. And there'd be some days where I'm like, I just couldn't get full. And back then I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I still eating? And then I'm like, oh, now I look back and I'm like, oh, because you were moving yeah, all the yeah. time. You were hungry. You needed that, those calories. You needed that protein to keep mm. your body moving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so funny that like, because I don't think we were too much into the podcast. We were just doing episodes with each other. Right. And now that we've gotten so many surgeons and nutritionists and talked to different people we're kind of like gathering this information. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. I wish I had that back then. Because <laughs> yeah. it would have made more sense. Yep. I probably would have eaten more. <laughs> it's so fun. Like I totally relate, like how you you can because you can pick the people that are on your podcast, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so like you can get the information and be like, okay, well, I like this idea. So let's do go, let's have this person on. And that's how totally I felt about the bariatric symposium this year. I'm like, what topics am I interested in? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's get this one, let's get gut health, you know, let's get pregnancy, oh, yeah. like let's get all these different ones. So it's really fun for I'm sure for you to be able to talk to different people. Yeah. And learn um for yourself, you know, in addition obviously to to your followers. Yeah. Yeah. So when to your audience. So do you get to meet, so you're doing people like right after surgery. Do you meet with them before surgery? How does, I go all over. So, you know, when I first started with surgery, with bariatric surgery, definitely it was more people in the Mm -hmm. pre-op phase. And now, now that I'm more online, I would say it's more post-op because a lot of those, um, those, those uh, nutrition visits are done by their surgery center in the beginning. So they don't really need a dietitian until afterwards Mm -hmm. because sometimes the surgery center they, they have a dietitian, but they may just not be as, as often, like they may have, like, you have to go every three or four months to go see the dietitian. And if someone wants to see a bariatric dietitian more often, they come to me. Gotcha. Um, and so that's more, uh, I would say more post-op afterwards. And there's a big variability. I would say, um, like half of the people are within their first year and then half are after, okay. Okay. After that first year coming for different reasons. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to yeah. hear more about how you meal prep. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do we meal prep? kind of took a step, but kind of went on a little detour there. No, um, you're yeah. no we, we, we have take... squirrel moments all the time. It's <laughs> fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have ooh shiny so, moments. Yeah. Totally fine. Are you asking how I personally meal prep or how I recommend, like, for other people to meal how prep? How do you recommend that somebody would start yeah. meal prepping? Because like for me, yeah. I don't meal prep. I hate it. I don't, I don't understand yeah. it. That's and a great question. Like, how do you just get started? Yeah. 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 I definitely always want to say not to overcomplicate it because I think that can be, you know, starting to get all these different books and looking at all these things online. Mm-hmm. And um, just what I suggest is to really look at your, um, look at your schedule and like, look at what meal, like, is there a certain meal that you struggle with the most? So that could be like, for some people, it's not having breakfast ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be, you know, they work at, they're at work and they skip lunch. And so they don't have any lunch, or it could be dinner because they have, you know, they're a mom of three kids doing a soccer practice. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get home, so really look at like what meals the most challenging for you. 
And usually there can be, you know, some variation, but I usually recommend starting there as like the first meal so that it can start helping you with your health goals as well. Okay. Um, and then just to pick like one meal prep meal. So, um, if it's a family, they, you know, they, they do better more with like crock pot, Mm-hmm. Um, slow cooker or instant pot sort of meals where mm-hmm. you can make like a large quantity so it can feed everyone. Okay. Um, and then um, for people that maybe that are single, whatnot, having more, uh, uh, putting them into individual portion size containers. And you don't necessarily even need to have like recipes like to start with. You could just start with like a rotisserie chicken um, and then having, um, some sort of, you know, whatever vegetable you like. So, uh, you know, it could be green beans, it could be broccoli, it could be carrots, whatever, just either steaming those. I personally like roasting. I think roasting is like my favorite way to have vegetables, but that may not be for everyone. Okay. Um, and then if you are including carbohydrates, then to prep your carbs. So quinoa, we talked about earlier is a great one to start with, um, or just having your fruit and then having all in your container and then ready to go. If it's a fruit, obviously you would keep it on the side and then just grab that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but just put it in a container and then um, have them in your fridge and ready to go and then put them into the microwave uh, to heat up or in the oven. What's nice about some of those meal prep containers is that they're all glass. And so you can put them in the oh, oven yeah. if you prefer oh, yeah. that method. Um, but microwaving is fine. I think microwaving gets a bad rap, um, but that also I think is a fine way to cook. <laughs> yeah, it's quick. It's easy. I mean, we don't eat very much, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a nice way of just heating it up really quick. Um, mm-hmm. What are some ideas maybe for breakfast? Because that's where I am challenged the most is breakfast. Yeah. And yeah. I generally end up just having a profi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely I hear that a lot. Um, so that would be if you are like in the later stages, you can do like an overnight oats, but I usually encourage some sort of protein powder in it because oatmeal in itself is a fine food and totally can be incorporated. But what I find with oatmeal is that it's low in protein. So you either Mm. um, need to add, you can have like a hard boiled egg on the side and do overnight oats, or you could add protein powder in order to get your protein in. Um, And that's just going to help fill you, you know, fill you up and keep you satisfied longer. If you're earlier on, um, then I, I have these breakfast, but probably one of my most popular meal prep posts oh. is my breakfast, my breakfast, uh, meal prep bowls. Okay. And so with those that I did use like a Mason jar and then the bottom, I believe it yeah, was salsa on the bottom and then black beans. And then I did do eggs. So some people don't like to have the eggs like left over. I find when it's cooked with other things, it's fine. I can't really have a bag. We have a difference. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I do it all the time. So yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe so like some Greek yogurt or that would be at the bottom. So you want to layer it where you want your, um, if you have like lettuce or anything, you'd want that to be on top. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, it's just the black beans, um, salsa and your eggs. And that can maybe like some cheese on top and then pour it out onto a dish and then heat it up and voila. Oh, um, and that's cool. If you have um, more room in your stomach, then you could also do like a, a low carb like breakfast burrito. And using those low carb tortillas, I find that one really nice that you can do on the weekends and you can freeze those so you don't have to eat them like right away and uh, keep them in the freezer. And that can be a nice option as well. And you may be at a protein drink and I'd rather someone have that protein drink and meet their protein goals for them for the day than like skip breakfast altogether and not even have a protein drink. So. Um, you know, also being, you know, aware of like what works for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. It does. It really does. Cause like I'm making me think of questions. So morning breakfast stuff I hear, and I even did it for a while. What, what are we at about timing of eating of the breakfast? 
Like, yeah. does it need to be 30 minutes after you wake up? Do you need to be an hour? Are we waiting six hours? What are we doing yeah. here for breakfast? I encourage people not to necessarily get caught up in the rules. It depend, would depend on if you're, if you're able to meet your protein needs comfortably without thinking about it, mm-hmm. you are at a completely different stage than someone that is two or three, you know, weeks or uh, months after surgery. Mm-hmm. At, you know, early on, you are going to need to be scheduled. And I would, you know, base it probably you need to eat within an hour. Okay. You know, after, so one to two hours, um, you know, if you want to eat right away at a half hour, that's fine too. But like well, at least one to two hours, no more than that. Um, because you're really missing your windows of opportunity to get your protein in. Okay. Um, now as time goes on, ideally, I mean, for me, I personally like to eat within at least two hours, ideally an hour, like after getting up to kind of boost that metabolism, but I don't like to like get caught up in that. And if someone is going three hours and they're fine and like, they're not having any issues and I'm not going to tell someone that like they need to start eating, right. um, you know, an hour or two and really to explore what's working for them. Um, so like, I, you know, right now I've been working with someone and they naturally, naturally, you know, aren't eating in the morning, but they're able to easily meet their protein needs throughout the day. Mm. Um, and they aren't nighttime snacking, um, either. And so they're, they're kind of naturally falling into like that intermittent fasting. And it's totally not something I recommend for people, but it really works for her, you know? So, and she's not doing it from a dieting stance. Like, I feel like if someone's Mm. doing intermittent fasting for like dieting purposes, Mm -hmm. but that's likely not going to last. If that's something that feels comfortable to you and it's natural, then, you know, we can go down that road. But if, it, if we're just putting restrictions and rules on you, all the time you want to kind of break out of those rules and like a month, two months down the line, we're, you know, breaking out and you might have more weight regain after that. Okay. Well, and I kind of resonate with your person because I did it for years. I just like my mm-hmm. body just got used to eating from one to nine, which is mm-hmm. what it did. And it was mm-hmm. because my lunch break was at one. <laughs> so I would just uh-huh. start there and I would hit, I would hit my goals. So it felt just normal. But now I yeah. notice that like I'm getting... I, I want food earlier. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I have actually been having it, but, and it mm-hmm. feels, I actually feel like I'm getting more energy. I've noticed mm-hmm. there's like an uptick in my energy levels, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what would be signs where you're like, Hey, you need to eat. Like you haven't ate today. Like what, what kind of signs should we be looking for? Yeah. Irritability is definitely one. And okay. also recognizing like earlier on, you may not feel hunger. And so it was, I do encourage people to be able to like to really tune in, um, to, to like their body and see if there are any signs. Mm. Um, there could be, but there could be headaches in the beginning. Um, there could be like extreme fatigue, but there's lots of reasons for fatigue. And right. I don't want to just say it's because you're hungry. Um, I'm going to use um, that also, as an excuse. <laughs> like, I'm really tired. I need to eat people. <laughs> <laughs> or get vitamins checked. I feel like that one's totally overlooked. When it people is. Like yeah. are really tired. I'm like, you gotta get your iron level checked. Make mm. sure that looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as, you know, the hunger pangs, you know, feeling like that contraction in your stomach, um, feeling, uh, nauseous for some people can be a sign of hunger right. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the main ones. So growling, you know, hunger pangs, uh, headache, irritability, fatigue, thirsty, Thirsty can be one as well. Oh, um, so that is a physical, you know, a sensation that you can have related to being hungry. Also, good to know. Um, that makes sense because people make mistake thirst for hunger as well. So it's like a mm-hmm. go back they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I think we said them all. I think we said at least the main ones. Um, Perfect. For hunger, and I also like encourage people to also recognize to learn when they're full as mm-hmm. well because I think you got to know both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so some people could be burping early on. Um, it could be that, what are they, uh, 
the word is slipping me when you get that kind of the slimy we call it the slimy but there's like a fancy word like sliateria or something yeah it's like <laughs> um yeah i could never pronounce in it. your mouth yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. okay um so you know knowing your personal signs feeling that restriction in your stomach or you could start feeling more of that that tightness of your stomach you could feel it up here in your mm-hmm. high in your chest mm-hmm. so recognizing your own patterns um, talk with people, you know, definitely encourage people to like talk with other people to see what their norm, you know, what there is and that can help them navigate, but don't expect that it's going to be the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I, I definitely get the hiccups when I'm full. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel it like up here um, because I'll stand up and I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. and I'll like push and I'm like, come on, get down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I never really experienced like the runny nose or mm-hmm. um, anything else. Really, mine's just the burps, the burps, the burps. Yeah, yep. That's I definitely get the hiccups, and it's the tightness. <laughs> I remember when I was like, like really, like newly out, and it would be like that tight. It wasn't pain; it was just really tight pressure, like just right there in the middle. I'm like, oh, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> and then you would just feel like air, just like right here. You're like, oh, this is intense. Okay, this is this is weird. This is not not yeah. what I've never been used to because mm-hmm. I don't remember ever feeling that way prior to surgery. So. Mm-hmm. I would assume that that that's a sign from it, but also a fullness is, is you know, mm-hmm. one of the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. exactly. Because I still yeah. feel pressure. And they can come on really fast from what people tell me also. like So I really encourage people to take those small bites, especially in the beginning, because mm-hmm. like there's a huge difference between one tablespoon of food. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> completely. And mm-hmm. it's it's different before surgery when you're just like shoveling your food into and then you're like, oh, I'm full uh, to mm-hmm. this. You have to like, OK, I took a bite. Okay, is that going to be too much if I take another bite? Like, you have to really think about each bite that you take. Yeah, they all mean something. That is true. Yeah, that is very true. (laughs) Yeah, so learning to recognize your own hunger and really developing your own patterns. So kind of going back to your question about, like, the, you know, when you should have breakfast and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, It is that it can change, like you said. Your your system has, you know, already started to change. But I I, honestly, most people I work with, if I notice... most people would do benefit from having like more of that dense protein in the morning. Okay. Um, and so to do your own, you know, your own experiment on yourself and be like having, you know, I'm not talking to you, you ladies specifically, but, um, <laughs> okay. you know, doing that three ounces in the you know morning and then seeing how your energy level is noticing your hunger level throughout the day. Um, you know, are you more hungry? Cause sometimes people like don't eat enough during the day and then all of a sudden nighttime hits and then they can be more hungry because their body's making up for it. Mm-hmm. It also be related to stress. It also could be related, you know, there's lots of things that nighttime eating can be related mm-hmm. to, but notice what it is, you know, for you personally. I've yeah. always been a nighttime eater. Yep. Always. Yeah. And I hate it and I want to change it, but it's re- like, it's weird when I stay at my boyfriend's house, I, I don't eat at night. Like, I don't eat in the middle of the night. But if I'm by myself, which I know it's the loneliness it's, I thing, to say it's the loneliness. I will get up at least once yeah. in the night and get something yeah. to eat. Interesting. Yeah. And I've already, like, I don't buy stuff that is, you know, like, not good for me. Yeah, so yeah. So that's mm-hmm. not in the house. But I will, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, ravaged. Like, I'm like, what can I find? What What's deep in the freezer? Like, what can like, I get? There's got to be something yeah. back there. I know yeah. it. And I'm just like, which I just remembered I have Yazza bars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> find that thing in the back. Yeah. The, you know, but it's interesting, though, that you bring up environment, because I do think that that has a lot to do with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just our patterns that we're in. And so, you know, when you move to a new place or you move to a new home, sometimes that actually can change patterns in itself. There's, um, I'm sure you've heard of it before. 
um, the Atomic the Atomic Habits book. Yes, yes, yes it's on and our list he, to read. Yep. Oh, totally recommend it. Okay. Um, he, I believe it's this book that talks about, he recommends that if you are, you know, experiencing like um, hunger, like if you, your own house, that you can also kind of rearrange your furniture. Ooh, you know, yep. obviously you can't move, you know, like moving would be like way too big of a deal, but like it's possible, like just kind of moving your furniture in itself can stimulate the brain differently because we get caught up on like these habit loops, you know, mm. it's like, you know, a lot of times that's when we have like the same, like certain foods associated with certain TV shows or, you know, um, you oh, know, certain yeah. events, like going to the movies, obviously usually kind of does popcorn or maybe like for me, it's milk duds. I had milk duds as a kid, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I relate that to movies when I go to the theater. Okay. Oh, that makes Everyone's sense. a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause we used to watch the Hills and stuff together and it'd always be taco salad night. So yeah. like mm-hmm. anytime, like it's like reality stuff. I'm like, Ooh, I want taco. We need to, we need to make that. We soon. need to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then even like, even Note last that one night, down, right? yeah. and I would say even last night with the whole, like rearranging the room, like Kelly, I talked to her when she got here, like I did a huge organizational mm. like change last night and cleaned a bunch of stuff and I felt so much better. And then she got a bunch of Margos with me being like, hi, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? Da, 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 da. This needs to happen. We got to do this. I'm probably like, she probably thinks I'm nuts over here. Just oh, like I was, I, <laughs> I did not sleep well last night. So I woke up at 9am to, cause I was up at 1am till about almost six. Yeah. And I finally fell back asleep for a couple hours. And then I wake up to her. And I'm like, shut up, Melanie. Like I'm going to put you down here and you can just stay there for right, right? until I wake up. But it like cleared stuff out of my brain and made me all energized today. It was great. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. Oh. Totally. Yeah. I'm a huge believer of that. I'm trying to, I've been actually in the same realm myself. I even did like a story on it recently that, you know, you got to clean everything out because you got to like make room. You got to rid of these things so you can make room for new things, you know, yep. and it's like a physical, like symbolic uh, way you yeah. know, to be able to, to do that. You know, it's yes. kind of cathartic in that way. Oh, I and I threw can... a lot of shit out. So I like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can feel like that when I do, when I did my closet mm. right after I started like really dropping sizes to where like my clothes yeah. were not fitting at all. Mm-hmm. And you start clearing that out. It was like a whole new wave of me. Mm-hmm. came in because you're mm-hmm. just like okay you're no longer in my closet get the <laughs> hell out of here yeah and I actually did one right before I had surgery and I have a picture of it I had all my clothes like mounded on this bed on my bed <laughs> and I was really like focused on like am I using this no am I yeah. going to use this after surgery no yep. get rid of it so yeah and yeah. I ended up donating a lot of clothes that way yeah mm-hmm. so because there's no need for most of it no, and those are going to go to great people that need it. And why not? Mm, yeah. Like, I ended up giving it away to other people. I think I was off my Facebook. Yeah. So somebody that needed clothes. It, it, it actually ended up being, now that I'm remembering, it was a friend of a friend. She was going through a separation from a, an abusive relationship. Oh, there you And go. she didn't have any clothes. Mm. And so I was like, yes, take them all. You got it. Just yeah. give them to her. So you never know who yeah. could use them. Yeah. Always so, search. Yeah. I always put it out on Facebook. Be like, does anybody want these? Because <laughs> if not, I'm tossing them or donating. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. So to kind of. Is it normal? Because when I eat breakfast, I mm-hmm. get hungry a lot quicker. So, like, mm-hmm. if I skip breakfast, I don't get hungry until, like, 1. But if mm-hmm. I eat breakfast, I'm hungry at, like, noon, like, on the dot or 11. Yeah. Like, I, is that normal? 
Yeah. And I think that's normal for even people that haven't had surgery. Like a lot of times it's just kind of like jumping your metabolism, yeah. um, oh, getting your, okay. you know, getting your body ready, getting your body. So you're breaking the fast essentially. So you're just getting, um, that, that, that going. So that's totally normal now, but later though, I, cause I find like you're, I find that choices as far as like food, it's harder to make a positive decision about food later in the night than it is at lunchtime. Mm. So like, I feel like that's okay, you know? Mm. And, and like, I even had in my post, I don't know if you ladies saw it um, from yesterday. I, I was like, don't fear hunger. Like you just gotta learn, we gotta oh, yeah. learn how to ma- navigate it. Yes. You know, there can be like all of these negative thoughts that kind of come back in. Like it's gonna, this is gonna fail. This isn't gonna work. I'm not supposed to be hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of recognizing that it's normal and it's really your body's signal, which you mentioned earlier is like that, you know, to, that it needs fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and your body's communicating with you. And if it, you do feel like it's head hunger, obviously we need to like, you know, navigate that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay that your body's hungrier, you know, two or three hours after eating. Okay. I think it can go back into that diet because that, that diet thinking as far as if mm-hmm. I skip breakfast, I'm going to have lower calories overall and I'm not even hungry. And, but a lot mm-hmm. of times it doesn't work. In well, your favor. It's kind of yeah. funny how our brains do that. We'll like, we'll revert backwards to like Mm-hmm. on being on a diet and we're counting calories. It's like, oh, wait, wait, guys, we're not doing that. Yep. <laughs> we're yeah. counting protein. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. We're human. We're allowed mm-hmm. to feel hunger. Yeah. Even like, Dr. D said, don't count calories. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. like, and you said it too. Don't count calories. Count your mm-hmm. protein. Yeah. Count count mm-hmm. what matters, which that's the protein because yep. we're not consuming enough. I think our heads get confused because before mm-hmm. surgery, we could eat a whole pizza by yeah. e- easily oh. by ourselves. And after surgery, you're barely, I, and I'm not condoning pizza, but it's just an example. So <laughs> you can eat like one slice and you're like, oh, I had one slice of pizza. Right. The world is ending. <laughs> I yeah. don't, you know, but it's like our heads get confused because we go back yeah. to that like, like well, it's that diet culture. Like we've yeah. been trained yeah. to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we call it a diet yeah. and all these things. It's like, no, that's not yeah. what it is. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's hard to make that transition. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I was honestly trying to like be like when I first, when I first became a bad dietitian, I was really into like intuitive eating and, um, and mindful eating, which I still am. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like in the beginning after surgery, there, there is guidelines, you know, mm-hmm. we can't just go like, we just talked about how you don't even feel hungry in the beginning. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard to be intuitive when your body's not even really giving you those signals correctly mm-hmm. at first. So I think it's really helpful to work with like a dietitian or professional to like, to help you also get rid of that, because that diet culture mentality mm-hmm. while you're kind of in a diet in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's like how, you know, that's kind of hard to wrap your head around yep. um, that exactly. you want to break away from this diet culture, but yet you're kind of on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you're getting, you, know? and you will so, be, and you just mm-hmm. kind of have to power through and, you know, just get through that first six months, I would say. Because mm-hmm. I think the yeah. first six months are the hardest diet wise, because then your hunger starts coming back a little bit and mm-hmm. you're starting to get those signals a little bit easier. You're not mm-hmm. just like, trying to choke down all these protein shakes like you yeah. actually get to eat and yeah there are good protein was, shakes but in the beginning when you're drinking yeah, them every day you get tired it's of really it. hard well, and, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's i mean and also like in and the time frame is going to change per person too mm-hmm. like someone could not even i know me i like it was like almost a year out until i started getting annoyed with all the things mm-hmm. so like yeah. and then i started feeling the hunger and whatnot and i was like oh what am i going to eat now this mm-hmm. is like i feel like i'm I want more. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's scary. Yeah. I remember being like, yeah. I feel like I can fit more. Should I yeah. be concerned? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the least used term in our society or in our community 
it's normal. It's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's normal because I, mm-hmm. I think we're all so worried without with being normal. Like, is this normal? Did I break my pouch? Did I stretch my pouch? Mm-hmm. Like what? Why am I eating three ounces when everybody else is eating one ounce? Like it's yeah. so crazy. Uh, but every step it's di- it's different, it's different and it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it can also and it goes back all into that. You were saying everything so beautifully. I was adding on that. Um, going back also, like there's something wrong with me. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're kind of in our culture. We let, we tend to think that there's something wrong with us, you know, right. like we kind of go back to like that thinking also, and it's hard to change. You know, I struggle with it too. Like, you know, like, no, like you are okay. Like you are fine. You know, doing those mantras and like going to, a, you know, working, talking to ladies like you or talking to your doctor and like mm-hmm. getting that reassurance. Cause I think it's a normal pattern in the brain also mm-hmm. going back to normal yeah. um, that you think that something's broken with you, something wrong. Yeah, um, because it's just kind of a pattern that I think we have as a society sometimes. Yeah, we mix ourselves. Like... <laughs> so I have to do that talk negative or that positive talk a lot. But um, yeah, because the negative talk can really get you. Like that's yeah. that's a big deal. Well, I think that in our in our society, we want we just want to be normal. We want mm-hmm. to be, you know, as much as like I, everybody likes having their own unique qualities and everybody has their own way of being. We just want to fit in and be. That's really all it is. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to fit in. They want to fit yeah. in. But everybody wants to be those cool kids. Yeah. 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 And guess what? You are. <laughs> I have a good friend. Her name's Jasmine and she's a therapist. And she was telling me that, um, she says that we we want we want to be accepted mm. because back in the day when there was just tribes, you were sh- you know a lot of times you were shamed and because they wanted you to like work together, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be part of the tribe. And if you weren't if you weren't if they weren't accepting, then you had to be by yourself and you know uh, being uh, alive, you know, and being surviving by yourself mm-hmm. is really challenging. So you always wanted to try to be with the group. So yep. a lot of times mm-hmm. we try to you know continue to um, want to be in the group. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. that so, that's so true because we're. I mean, I know being overweight, you're already shamed mm-hmm. and you're already by yourself and you feel like you don't. And not everybody's, you know, concept of this is is the same. But like I felt very alone and very abnormal yep. pre-op. And then so when I finally was like, oh, wait, I'm like everybody else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you get to kind of rejoice. But then when those small things happen, you know, oh, I just ate six ounces. Am I not normal anymore? Right. Am Mm -hmm. I am I going to still fit in? Like, what if I gain 10 pounds? Am I still Mm going to fit in? Am I still going to? Yeah. So I think that's where my brain goes to. Well, it's scary because I know for Mm -hmm. me, like I was the big girl of the group Mm -hmm. and then I became the small girl of the group. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I could eat more. And I'm like, wait, I don't want to be the big girl of the group again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's scary. You're like, it is scary. Gosh, darn it. Like, yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. and that's why I think your platform of showing us exactly what is behind that curtain of food. Yeah. Because I feel like it's such a mystery to a lot of us. Um, sorry, you broke out. I don't oh. know what happened on my end. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Um, I was going to say you, your platform is so important to our community because you're really pulling back that curtain of the food and that it's, that it is normal to eat certain foods. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to eat smart carbs. Mm-hmm. It's okay to eat fruit. Mm-hmm. All of these things that I think have always been so scary. Yeah. And I think that like from coming from a nutritionist that did an awesome job, Mm-hmm. I was still 
confused. Yeah. yeah. So having someplace that people can go, no matter, you know, newly pre-op, newly post-op, you know, two years out, six years out, yeah. we can all find something from your platform. And I find that really, really great. Thank you. I'm so happy that you that you enjoy it. And I definitely try to like do that balance as well with my photos, like being able to I try to show mostly like sometimes I think I should change my name to like mostly Whole Foods <laughs> because it's like, you know, some of those processes don't like it's, it's bad. Just mostly, you know, you want to try to get as many of those Whole Foods as possible yeah. to be able to nourish your body and to feel mm-hmm. your best. And to, you're using your tool essentially mm-hmm. the best that you can, mm-hmm. keeping it sharp essentially by having more of those whole foods as opposed to like those less, you know, those less processed foods. Yeah. And we definitely agree with you on the whole foods because we talk about how like having Mm -hmm. a steak, a piece of chicken or something like that is not the same as having a protein shake because it's Mm -hmm. just going to fill you up different. And you Mm -hmm. have to decide like, okay, is a protein shake going to be easier and more, more better for me this morning? And then I'll have my more whole food lunch and dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, you can. Yeah, you got to balance and yeah. play with it. And, and you have like you said earlier, you have to look at your schedule because yeah. if you're busy in the morning, obviously cooking is not going to work for you. So a protein shake works better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just does. It just mm-hmm. does. Yep. My goodness. Yeah. Grab and go mm-hmm. or the meal prep. You can do the meal prep and the breakfast in the morning. I um, really want to try well. your breakfast meal prep thing. Uh, the salsa. <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah. I know. The breakfast bowls. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. it's just on my website. So um, it's if you go to bariatricmealprep.com and then go to recipes, I have it's actually located under breakfast. So it's pretty easy to find. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. Perfect. When you do that. So I'm excited. Well, because my wheels are turning <laughs> even for my kid because I'm like, hey, how do we incorporate foods that you can just eat easily mm-hmm. but are yeah. high in protein? Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're on this journey, when you have kids, like it's not just about you, it's about them because mm-hmm. I'm on this thing where like, why would if I'm not going to eat it? Why would I may have him eat it? Mm-hmm, like yeah. we need to be on like the same wavelength. And it's like, if that's not good for me, it's not good for him. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Why are we fooling ourselves? We're just acting like it's just because it's easier and it's all we're. Mm-hmm. It's the ease of use is what's happening. And there. they oh, love it. Like it's easy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they. But like, we're I just, get that too. <laughs> just like I'm just training you to eat the shit that I had to use a tool for to get rid of like why would I need so I'm trying to like look at like recipes and like hey, what does he like what doesn't he like because mm-hmm. even recently like okay we need to put a vegetable in your lunch mm-hmm. what the hell which one do you like because you're <laughs> you need yeah. to eat it and it's going to be there and he's yeah. like I really like carrots so I'm like okay I'm buying baby carrots and yeah. they're going in your lunch yep <laughs> yeah. yep so you just have to figure it out because I feel like it's a family thing too that like you guys mm-hmm. got to be on the same wavelength yeah to totally. be six six to be successful mm-hmm. um, and yeah. maintain. Yeah, I'm just learning the whole kid thing because mm-hmm. my boyfriend has two two girls and they're both teenagers. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've never had kids, so I have no <laughs> idea. Like, they're not mine. So, but like, my healthy choices are gonna revert back to them. Yep. Yeah, and they're gonna them. see that I'm making healthy choices, and they're gonna want to yeah. emulate those choices. So yeah, exactly, like you. Oh, it cut out. Okay. Yeah. It cut out. So I was just saying you as your, uh, as the, you know, as the, as the parent is like the biggest role model is you mm-hmm. with your food choices, as opposed to like what you tell them to eat, you mm-hmm. know, when you're role modeling. And I, I love getting kids in the kitchen because it, it helps incur- it improve their skills in the kitchen and their mm-hmm. confidence levels. So when they do move out of the house, they have those, those, that skill set, And mm-hmm. it can also be a form of bonding. Am I still okay? Yep. Yeah. You're great. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I do have a question for when you're, yeah. so when you're helping people, and you're mm-hmm. 
And you can tell that like they're just like kind of fighting themselves. How do you like battle that with them? Like, how do you like talk them out of like? That's a good question. Like, hey, it's OK. You're fine. Let's let's get something done. Like, because I know I battle it sometimes. I'm just like, no, nope, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to eat the good things today. And I don't know, <laughs> you yeah. know, it yeah. happens. So. How, do you, yeah. how do you? Yeah. How do you get past yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So do you mean, so just to kind of clarify, when you say fighting yourself, you mean like when you, like when you don't feel like eating healthy, is yeah. that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. So I think it does depend, you know, on the person and one method, you know, is to kind of plan to like, okay. just plan to have that snack later. I feel, I find that if we just say that we have to put ourselves like in this little, you know, pretty, pretty little box that sometimes we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So having like that scheduled, like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm going to have dessert. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Well, I don't know why it keeps freezing. Um, on my end, your face is like freeze. So I'm like, oh gosh, they hear me. Um, <laughs> but now you're now you're moving. So yeah, giving yourself that great. And also, um, you know, so having an intended plan. So okay. being flexible, like setting out your schedule for the day of what you plan on eating and just writing it down, just the power of writing it down. So like that's like the first step. Just setting aside okay. and minutes for yourself to write down what you want to eat that day. Okay. And I'm not putting judgment on yourself for what it's even going to be, but like writing it down is like so powerful. Yeah. Um, because you tend to want to stick to your word when you write it down. Okay. Um, and then that's like the ideal, right? Like that's the idea. Like, you know what? I'm really been, you know, I'm about, like, we haven't even talked about like periods or whatnot, but like, that's another reason why you can get hungry. Right. We were talking about mm-hmm. hunger earlier as your mm-hmm. hormonal changes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm just feeling like I'm just, and in that time, I want a little bit more of a snack. I plan it out. Yeah, I'm going to have that, you know, after dinner. So um, you're not necessarily totally cutting foods off and com- calling them like off limits. You're honoring okay. that, but you're giving mm-hmm. yourselves a little bit of um, a firm boundary. Okay. Also. Okay. okay. No, How I does like that, that sit with you? Yeah, I really like that. I like the whole planning it out, like knowing, okay, I'm going to have A, B, and C, but then I'm going to throw in, you know, because I know Mel... Mm-hmm really likes Hershey almonds. I do. So yeah. like if you're planning for that, you're saying, okay, I'm going to have my Hershey almonds tonight. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. but I'm writing it down. And yeah. this is what I'm having beforehand. Mm-hmm. So you're really and, recognizing it. And also coming at it from the addition standpoint, you know, so like I really want to have fries tonight, mm-hmm. but what can I add to this meal? What can mm-hmm. I, I also know I need my protein. So what okay. can I add? you know, mm-hmm. to this meal to make it a better option. Because like um, sometimes we get, mm-hmm. once again, back to that all or nothing mentality. It's like we're either mm-hmm. on, we're either off. I'm mm-hmm. really just trying to get to get more to that gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, saying like, yeah, I'm going to have some of those fries, but I'm also going to get that burger protein style. Okay. Know? And I'm going to have my burger, you know, I'm going to have a few bites of my burger and then I'm going to have the, the fries. So coming mm-hmm. at it from the addition mindset of instead of like, I can't, or I'm only going to do the fries, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's super like, nice. Yeah. So really kind of doing a marriage, like really asking yourself, like, what do I want? Mm. And like, what does my body need? And like really trying to mm. marriage those two together. Okay. Um, and also, you know, it's a reality of two, like, what do I have? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's actually available at the same time. And, you know, doing like a little trifecta and trying to figure out like what's in the middle that's going to best suit what you need, want and have okay. um, for that meal. That's super helpful because I I just have those moments and I know that we all have those moments Mm -hmm. and we get frustrated and I just want to, I know planning definitely helps. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed if I get more protein throughout the day that I don't want it at nighttime, that's super helpful. Yes, Um, (laughs) I will agree. And then writing it down. I really like that because I do, I notice if I write it down, I do it. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. if I if we kind of incorporate some more writing stuff down, I that's think why would be I like helpful. lists. Yeah, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I like how much it helps to write stuff down. Mm-hmm. Like I just like sometimes I even notice if like I'm hesitating to write it down. I'm like, oh, that's because I'm really not that serious about it, you know? Because like if I write it down, like it's gonna get done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that makes sense. Because well, you'll you'll see it again later. You know, like, and you'll be like, oh, and it could be days later and you're like, you know, so like that whole thing comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way to combat that. Mm -hmm. So I actually had a sticky note on my computer that of something I had to do and I didn't do it. (laughs) And I looked at it this morning and I was like, "Mm, yeah, I see you there. (laughs) I see you there. Sticky note. Wakes you up at two in the morning. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Much. I, love it. it I, I know I will wake up and I'll be like, oh, I didn't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so you did bring up the periods and hormonal thing because I noticed um, yeah. with before myself, like I do feel way more hungry and I need mm-hmm. meat. I noticed like mm-hmm. I really need meat. I get really pale, mm-hmm. um, which I know is like my iron thing. And so I need to actually have more protein throughout the day. So replenish that. How does that how do you incorporate all that? Yeah. If you notice, so, you know, cause everyone's on different spectrums, but yeah. like when someone's noticing that they are going to have their period, like they're, if they're more stressed or more anxiety, cause I just noticed with women that we do tend to have like a little bit more of anxiety or, or stress right before. Yep. And so like to recognize that and honor that, like, this is where I'm at. This isn't like a forever thing. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at for this week. Um, how can I best take care of myself? Like, yeah. how do I want to, mm-hmm. you know, how do I want to feel? Um, and so it may be helpful to have more of like those starchy carbs that week. So like okay. as far as like including like maybe um, some more uh, like potato, you know, at the meal to kind of help um, manage those cravings. Because if we don't have any carbs at all, you know, we might get overly and then want just all the processed stuff. If okay. you feel like okay. um, having that processed. One mm-hmm. thing we also haven't talked about is like giving yourself um, like a spot in the house, which could be helpful. Um, so like, you know what, like I... I'm going to have my brownies or whatever it is, you know, okay. I'm going to have my chips sitting at the dining room table, like having like a designated spot uh, for your eating, going, going back to like those habit loops that your environment really helps. So like if we always are eating on the couch, then when you sit on the couch, it's triggering that, that your body it wants is. to eat. Yep. So if we, if we continually eat it like at a designated spot, like not telling yourself you can't have it, but when you do have it, you're going to have it here. Um, then that can also um, help with you, also your mindfulness and not having as much during that time period. That can help during my nighttime eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During any time yeah. you feel that way, you'd be like, okay, well, if you want it, then you have to go sit over here and this is where you have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that it can actually be a, de- a deterrent of not wanting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could work mm-hmm. both ways. Huh. Mm-hmm. huh. I like that. We both yeah. learned. Mm-hmm. So experiment a little bit. There's a, there's okay. a book called, um, if you're going to eat at the fridge, pull up a chair. <laughs> and it's by, <laughs> okay. if it's by Janine Ross, she's one of like the first like intuitive eating, um, mindfulness that I know of, um, with her work. It's probably been going on forever. And I don't even realize she was one of the people I was first introduced to. And so mm-hmm. the purpose of it was, yeah, to be mindful, like you're mm-hmm. going to eat, but like be aware and like, let your, like actually receive it. Okay. Um, sometimes we feel that guilt and that shame for eating. Mm-hmm. And so we rush through it and we don't even like, we want to pretend mm-hmm. like it didn't happen. That's me. And so, yeah. So mm-hmm. like being like sitting down and like actually receiving that time and being present to that moment, mm-hmm. um, can also help as well. And kind of, you know, doing your own, you're doing your own detective work, what's going on right now, or like noticing the texture of the food, like mm-hmm. really noticing it. 
mm, um, as okay. opposed to like trying to like go through it really fast. Like breaking it down of, yeah. okay, I'm going to take a bite. Okay. What does this mm-hmm. bite taste like? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I do that. I kind of rush through it. That like, oh, oh that whole like <laughs> rush through it. So it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that's totally 100% me. When I get my ice cream, I totally savor it. I'm like every last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm so different. I'm like, okay, it didn't happen. Let's get rid of the evidence. This didn't, this didn't happen. But it is it is true. Like you have to honor your cravings and you have to honor where you're at in life. And if you're rushing through it and stuff, like you're not actually acknowledging that the craving mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why it was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. that hit me in the feelers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, good though. We're learning. Yeah, definitely. I thought you were talking about just meal prep today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is this Sorry. is great. This is honestly like I love it when we go into more in depth of not just the food because the food is there and the food is always mm-hmm. going to be there, always but like the reasons and and. Mm-hmm. You never know what is going to resonate with somebody. And especially like yeah. that one really resonated with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So because yeah, it's something that we practice. So we're mm-hmm. going to have to. And I like that because there is a spot in the house that I could go do that, too. Mm-hmm. And that would be perfect. Where? Mm-hmm. I'd be at mm-hmm. the kitchen nook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of awkward, but not awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 No, I'm so. I, I'm envisioning it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick a spot in my house. There you go. I'll find one. So what else can can we do while we're like having our hormones going through some crazy stuff? Like Mel's to- like, I'm not done with this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, because no, I know it sounds cliche, but activity can be really helpful. It doesn't mean like activity, like you're gonna go for, you know, a CrossFit big huge, which for some absolutely that could be really helpful yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But getting out in nature, like I just mm-hmm. find like just getting outside okay. doesn't have to be a um you know, a huge workout, but just getting outside and moving your body yes. is really helpful. And it's not making your own list, you know, really recognizing. And, you know, you talked um, earlier about like how you feel lonely, you know, and that mm-hmm. food can help recognizing mm-hmm. like what emotion you're feeling. I think that can be helpful too. Mm-hmm. This is the emotion I'm feeling. I'm bored or I'm lonely or I'm um, happy, right? We eat because mm-hmm. of happiness yeah. as well. Um, and this is what I also like to do when I'm you know, bored, happy, sad, or whatever emotion it is. Mm. And so once again, developing those different tools, okay. um, but really trying to figure out what the emotion is. And so when we go outside, it might, for you, it might be like calling a friend, mm-hmm. you know, it could be calling a friend while you walk, or it could just mm-hmm. be calling a friend in the car, some sort of way to like transfer that energy. Um, you know, when we eat in a way, we're kind of transferring that energy. Like if it's anxiety or stress, mm-hmm. we're just kind of like, we're able to, to transfer it to the food for a period of time mm-hmm. um, where you're doing the same sort of thing when you're walking or when you're, you know, when you call a friend, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're doing, a, a, it's different obviously, but it's similar, you know, um, your address, you're helping kind of distract and just, uh, uh, yeah, change your energy in a yeah, way. Change like, direction a little bit. Listening yeah. to you, there's a couple things that make sense. So like, I mean, sometimes it's like every other month I'll have a good one and a bad one. And I notice the good ones are when I'm walking more. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing stuff mm-hmm. and I'm eating good foods before it hits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What I've noticed with what you're saying was if I am eating more processed stuff and higher carb things that are not smart carbs going into it, I'm mm-hmm. a lot more shittier feeling afterwards. Because mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. this last round, like I was down last you Monday. Were, yeah, you were like, not. I was just like out of it, very tired, very crampy, just like. Just like lethargic, I was very white and I was just yeah. like, I need food, but nothing sounded good. 
and I and I eventually had a protein shake and then I had some steak and stuff because I was like, this is just insane. But I ate like shit two days in a row right before it. So I'm like, yeah, okay, this makes a little more sense now that you're talking about uh-huh. like I it yeah. needs to and when you're having the good protein beforehand and not so much processed, it can mm-hmm. actually help the period as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I love that you're putting that together for yourself. Yeah. I feel like each person is like a little bit of a, a of a puzzle, you know, mm-hmm. and figuring out how the parts fit for you is what's really important. Um, you know, going back to that more of that individuality that we're all different, mm-hmm. yeah. even though we have similar experiences. <laughs> well, and I, I think that goes back to meal prepping, too, because mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. does it a little bit differently. Totally. But you can take little s- slices of things you see yep. and make it work around what you prefer, what you, mm-hmm. you know, like your breakfast um, meal prep. I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, what can I add? Cause I don't like salsa. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what can I add that would make good, would make sense? Oh, yep. I can make guacamole and Ooh, I can put yeah. that in and mm-hmm. I can do that with eggs and I can do that with a little bit of cheese mm-hmm. and like making yeah. it. So it's like mm-hmm. the way you do it may not work completely for me, Mm-hmm. But you can always, always change tweak or tweak to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think meal prep to a, is very important for us to make mm-hmm. sure. I know for me, I would just rather skip meals. And so that's not healthy. That's not right. good for me. And so mm-hmm. if I can find a way to meal prep in a way that works for me, then there we go. So, yeah, oh, and it's totally. a form of self-care, essentially. And it is. You know, it, we were talking about with the cleaning and stuff, there can be like that sort of process with it um, and building your own confidence. You know, I think that's a big part of Mm -hmm. of the change after surgery as well as believing in yourself. Like there was, Mm -hmm. man, I wish I could tell you her name because you'd probably like to have her on your, on your, on your podcast. I met her once at the obesity help conference and she underwent weight loss surgery herself. And she was a nurse and she was going for either her master's or PhD. I can't remember. Oh, wow. Um, And she presented at the, at the, at the, a conference that the number one like predictor of success long-term was the belief in yourself. Like she did all these things as far as oh. like, you know, snacking and exercise and all that. And that was like the number one thing that she found in her work. That was the most predicting um, was someone that really believed in their ability to take care of themselves moving forward. So, wow. okay. Um, that was, I feel like meal prep can be, you know, a form of self-care and yeah. it, you mm-hmm. practice with it. And the more, you know, you kind of put yourself out there and experiment with things and you come mm. up with a recipe that works for you. It's like, yes, mm. I did this. You know, I yeah. created this, I stuck with it. Um, and so it can be a source of improving your self-confidence, you know, depending on, you know, on what you choose to um, incorporate in your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I like it. Cause I always I like feel it. better when I meal prep. Have you ever noticed that? Like we always oh, do. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I always feel like more put together, more prepared for the week. Yep. Um, I love doing it on Sunday afternoons. Like that's my absolute favorite is to just like buckle down, make my chicken, mm-hmm. do whatever I need to do. And then it's like, then you don't really have to think about it the rest of the week. Yeah. And it clears up a lot of brain space. Well, it yeah. does. And I think what I'm learning too, like being so post up, po- post up, post up, <laughs> post up is like, if you do my, a bunch of work on the front end, it's going to help you on the back end, like for mm-hmm. time wise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, I, if you actually break down a normal person's schedule, like if you like, I think people need to write down their actual schedule so they can actually see like, we do. <laughs> well, because we do. And they're even with art, like me working full time and doing this full time, I still have hours of emptiness. So mm-hmm. I don't, so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Hey people, if you write down your schedule, you can actually see 
there is a good time slot for you to do this for yeah. yourself. And you are yeah. important. Like, take care yeah. of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, we think it's selfish to just take care of ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really not. Yeah, I know, like, this morning. So we have a crazy busy week mm-hmm. the rest of the week. And she froze. I'll wait. <laughs> Uh, there, there you go. go. Uh, we okay, hi. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> we have a crazy busy week, and so mm-hmm. I was looking at the schedule last night because we did our uh, production meeting. Yep. And I was like, "Hmm, what do I need to do today to make yeah. sure that I'm not like totally behind by the end of the week?" Right. And so yeah. that's what I did. Like I, you know, even with me not feeling good and not getting sleep last night, like I went straight home and I got my stuff done that I needed to get done. So that the rest of the week, I wasn't like super panicked because when I get Mm -hmm. panicked and stressed, Mm -hmm. I eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's a great question. I like try to, when I do my program, I always encourage people, what can you do today to help prepare yourself for tomorrow? You know, and kind of always asking those questions there. I love um, it. To be able to set yourself up for success. You know, you really Mm -hmm. want to try to set yourself up as much as possible. Mm -hmm. When I kind of make the joke to Kelly, like all the time where I'm like, oh, I'm so happy about past Melanie because like she (laughs) was really looking out for future me and I'm super stoked about it. So I can celebrate those things because that's a fun thing to feel. So thank you, past Kelly. You did me right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So what are kind of like the common questions that you're that you get on a daily basis? Well, in regards specifically, I mean, I get a lot of, it depends on the, like what I'm kind of focusing on that week. So if it's, okay. uh, if I'm focusing on meal prep, which I think is kind of what we're talking about here, I would say mm-hmm. that meal prep containers are definitely one of the biggest questions okay. I get. That's funny. Um, so I would say that, um, you know, when it comes to meal prep containers, it can depend on where you are, but like, I really like a mason jars when you're first starting off, like just small little, like one cup mason jars, because um, that you can microwave them. They store well in the refrigerator. They're small. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cheap. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're really nice. But that's something I guess you're worried you're know, concerned about. Um, and then husband just walked by the window. <laughs> um, so yes. And then, so Mason jars are one of my favorites and, and then, I mean, the glass containers, they look pretty. So mm. if that's something that inspires you or like totally, you don't have to, like, if you mm. want to just, you know, piecemeal your meals together in different like large Tupperwares, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are someone that's on the go, then a glass container, you know, that can be helpful um, to, you can either get the divided ones or not, depending on what you are. I, if you are on the go, definitely you want to get leak proof lids okay. Um, okay, to be able to cover your food and make sure it doesn't get all over your purse. Um, and then same thing, if you want to go with like glass ones are good for like, if you're heating it in the microwave or you want to put it in the oven mm-hmm. or not glass, not, not glass lids, glass containers, Yes, plastics, I think are more for like cold foods. Mm-hmm. I really like the more to cold foods. You can put them in the microwave and stuff, but like, I personally prefer not to, but like everyone's a little bit different. Um, I, I do the plastic more for my cold food and then bento boxes. They're so fun. Like they oh, just yes. are going to inspire you to like, it could just be grapes and cheese and like, you know, a couple whole grain crackers. And it's just going to look fabulous and you're going to be super proud of yourself oh yeah oh so yeah that inspires you you don't need it obviously but like if that inspires you you know the cute little bento boxes mm. i actually think um after weight loss surgery having there's ones called uh oh my gosh lunch lunch bot mm. and okay. they're actually made for toddlers but they're really good portion sizes for someone that's first starting off that you know is roughly within um you know about a cup Okay. So about a cup of food. They work really well and really nice. So the thing about with the thing about bento boxes is you can't heat them up in the microwave, so you only can have cold food in there. Oh, okay. So that's just something um, to keep in mind. You, and if it's made out of metal, 
most of them are made out of metal, but. Oh, okay. Um, don't put that in the microwave, people. Yeah, yeah that, would, <laughs> that would be a bad day. <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, great. So those are my main ones. So leak-proof okay. lids if you're meal prepping um, and then the glass containers if you want to heat it up and then mason jar, especially for salads, those are good too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you just put your salad dressing at the bottom and then layer mm-hmm. everything and then you can shake it up. And I personally yeah. love a chopped salad. I didn't know. You didn't I, know that? I didn't think about putting the dressing on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Because That's then, the beauty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't wilt everything. Oh, brilliant, uh-huh. ladies. Brilliant. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You want, And then you want to put your hard vegetables on the bottom mm-hmm. and then like maybe your beans or whatever you have in it and then your chicken and then your um, your lettuce to keep yeah. it all. Lettuce at the top. Dry. What kind of beans do you put in, in yours? Just, what depends on what I'm having. Um, yeah. Typically, I would say black beans are probably more of my go-to for everything. Okay. Um, I also, if I'm more like a Mediterranean, I would say, uh, more of like a chickpea. Okay. You know, one I like is one that I use chickpeas. a lot. Mm-hmm. Kidney beans are good for, for me when I'm having like, just, a, I like, I eat a lot of Mexican, maybe it's because of California. I just, I just love Mexican food. So yeah, we do I'm too. usually including, yeah. okay. Usually like black beans or, you know, pinto beans are in my meals a lot, but then, um, kidney beans for just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are really good for you. Like if you include beans as your carb source, like that's, that I think that's that's a great choice. I think I'm going to throw that in our salads now. What's happening? Lentils. I love lentils, like dried lentils for more of your soups, because like if beans just take a long time to cook, if you're cooking them, you know, from scratch, but lentils usually cook really fast. Okay. So, you know, and they're in the same category and um, easy to cook and absorb a different whole bunch of different flavors. Awesome. I That's love great. it. Yeah. I do have so- a cookbook coming out. I don't know if I should, uh, the, it's in, in next yes. winter. So yeah. I feel like it's forever away, but I think it's supposed oh to come my- out in like February to April at some point. Oh. So I have my meal plans now on my website that I have, you know, a bunch of different ideas in there, but I've been getting so many requests for like a hard copy and it just worked out with this publisher. So we've been working together and actually it's something is on my to-do list right, right now. Yeah. I got the final version, like in the, um, oh my in the, like the PDF form and the layout. So it's super exciting to see all the pictures with it. Cause I didn't do my own pictures. Okay. I, I felt that, um, I wasn't like, it's not totally my thing mm. as far as like, I can do pictures and they can look nice in front of the window, but I'm like, not really into like the, uh, the, I don't know. The, the, the fancy, yeah. the fancy yeah. food. Especially for a cookbook. Like I do it mostly on my yeah. iPhone. So someone else is doing that. That's um, awesome. So yeah. So there's going to be 60 recipes in there and like a meal plan wow. ideas and, so I'm super excited about that. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 First off, congrats mm-hmm. from us because that's huge. Huge. <laughs> and second of all, let us know immediately when it's out because we want to buy one. Yes. yes. Like, immediately. That needs to be in our studio and in our kitchens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because then we can that. we can show people like, hey, we're using it. This is what it looks like. This mm-hmm. is how it tastes. Like yeah. show them how the ease of use that it is. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a blast. Well, and you're just such a relatable person mm-hmm. that I Thank feel you. like <laughs> I feel like everybody can kind of take a little bit away from you. Yeah. So, and I like, I like that there's going to be a hard copy because I'm a hard copy type person. Yep. Like. So am I. I'm honestly, I am like when I did the, the, the eBooks, I felt like it was just, I was able to provide something mm-hmm. um, because so many people were asking me and I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to do this because um going through finding a publisher luckily they came to me so I oh. didn't have to like go do all that back end work because nice. I'm like it's just a nice. lot of work like writing up a manual from your idea and I just never felt like that yeah I never got to that point so 
Um, but when I had it in the PDF, PDF, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, it's great. Like all my recipes are good, but I think having a hard, I like to, I like to personally cook with a hard copy. I was just telling my husband that the other day. I was like, I hate when I have to like get out my phone, like undo the, like put my password in yeah, <laughs> and then go do this part of the recipe and then come back. And, and it's like off again. I got to put it in. I'm like, this is yep. so ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Because no, I like having the, like all of my mm-hmm. Harry Potter books. I have in hard copy yeah. because I have them on my ebooks. I have them on my Kindle. Do yeah. I read them? No, I read my hard copies because I like having it. I don't know. There's something about it. And yeah. It makes you feel like you're like, I'm doing something. Yeah. It's in my hands. You're a professional. Yeah. 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 And you said that you have a program, right? What is the program that you have I going? I do. Yeah. It's, um, it's called Eat With Confidence. And so okay. right now um, it's actually the current program is ending next week. And I'm hopefully opening it up again at the end of October, early November. Okay. And it, um, it's a tw- right now it's a six to 12 week program, depending um, on when you sign in, but it's, you get a whole bunch of different video modules, like over 40 video models and teaches you how to cook and how to roughly eat, you know, basically eat after surgery. Wow. So there's like a quick start guide to your first 60 days. Cause I get so many people that are just starting. So mm-hmm. there's that in there for them specifically. You get all my meal plans um, okay. with it. And then um, the different modules of setting up your foundation. So in the beginning, you do more of like that mindset work, getting your kitchen ready. Okay. Not a lot of nutrition information in the beginning. And then the second week we go back to the basics and we get like all this when you get like the majority of the nutrition information. Oh, wow. Then we go into like how to build your meals. And in that, I have like a whole bunch of different templates and like resources where you can try to start building your own meals with mm. my formulas Okay. and try to make it easy. So you can like sub this for that. I'm going again back to like that confidence in the mm. kitchen. Yeah. Um, and then had a meal plan and meal prep, you know, like a week on that. And then um, eating out because I feel like eating out is like mm. that has to, you know, it's like a reality of life. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. Yep. And we exactly. need to learn how to deal with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So then you feel good and comfortable, like going into a restaurant, like whether it's Chinese or um, Japanese or Indian, having an mm-hmm. idea of what, what entrees are going to work best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last week is more like long-term strategies where we talk about, like we talk about mindful eating, we talk about exercise and nutrition. So kind of more of those lifelong um, habits um, are in the six weeks. So um, there's just, I tried to, you know, I almost, I think I included everything for the yeah. most part as far as nutrition's related and, um, considering doing more like mindful eating stuff after mm-hmm. that. Cause I feel like that's still a really big component that mm-hmm. takes like a long, you know, it, it's not like an overnight thing. No. Um, so no. to be that source of support. So, and where uh, do they find, where do they sign up? Where does one yeah. sign up if they want to do that? Yeah. Thank you for that question. It's on um, bariatricmealprep.com. And then okay. there is a web, there's a tab there and it says courses. Okay. And there's a, there's a wait list there. I'm not sure when this is airing, um, but it's there. And I'm hopefully though, like the goal really is actually to have this more on like an ongoing program that people mm. can sign up to for um, whatever point they are, instead of having to wait mm. until I open it. Cause this is only, mm-hmm. I've had the, I've had the program since 20 January, 2020. And I've only launched it three times. Oh, um, okay. Because of just for, I had a baby and like a variety of reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Life Life is busy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so now I'm trying to get it where you can, you know, that you can get it right away. Cause I feel like when someone just has surgery, they want it then. Like they don't Mm -hmm. want it like six weeks from now. So I'm trying to get that going. Perfect. um, Well, yeah. Cause even me, I was like, Ooh, I can still learn from this thing. Mm -hmm. Like being post-op, like knowing how to meal prep, like watching someone do it with me and like going through the things, like the motions Mm -hmm. I think would help because it resets everything. It makes you go, Oh, 
this is how we do it now. Yep. Like, yeah. Well, and and the fact that you're saying like we start with like getting your kitchen ready. Like I like that. I don't mm. even know how to get my kitchen ready. So I'm like interested in just that. Mm-hmm. Like, hello. <laughs> like, I want to know what what how do I get my kitchen ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That can really like, help someone. I always like to tell people that's what the first thing is because I think everyone's super gung ho about like cooking and stuff, which mm-hmm. I'm super stoked about. But like there's just plenty of have to like take a step back and make sure that we're we're ready mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that as well. Yeah. I think that's a skip that a step that is commonly skipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, is there anything, any tips or tricks that you want to um, talk about before we go? Gosh, there's, yeah. Be, um, continue to watch people like you or listen to people like you. Thank you. you know, stay involved in the community and know that you're not alone because like there's so many different resources out there. Mm-hmm. Um, really good paid and really good free. You know, I mm-hmm. think there's a variety of different stuff. And if you're willing to um, and want to uh, learn, uh, there's so many resources out, out there. So definitely Yay. encourage, encourage yeah. that as much as possible. And well, don't be worried about the holidays and, you know, stay connected yes. during the holidays yes. um, as well. So I know that can be kind of a stress factor for a lot of people mm-hmm. and, you know, really, um, yeah, using the bariatric plate method as much as possible, you know, when you're in there. And uh, I always encourage working with a dietitian or your therapist. I think both are super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, especially during the holidays. I would agree. Yes. Definitely. I think that's a hundred percent like needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I tell people sure. first, you got to get the mindset right with therapy. Like I, mm-hmm. I really encourage therapy for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I just think that's like so important um, during the process of doing nutrition. I feel like nutrition doesn't work unless you have, unless you have a good mindset going into it. Correct. I would completely agree with that. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Like mm-hmm. those go hand in hand. Yes. They really do. <laughs> well thank you so much Kristen we appreciate you so much for being on here and you guys thank you I mean you just blew our minds pretty much the whole episode so we really appreciate it I'm glad you enjoyed it I feel like I have so yeah. much more to ask you, but like we'll have to do that at a different time. Well, Maybe there'll we'll, be like a part two yeah. or something because there's if so you're much. Up for it, we'll do a part two. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. great. That'll be fun. All right. Congratulations thanks. on everything you're doing. Thank and you for all you do. Thank yes, you. Thank you. All right, all right guys. everyone. Thank right, you. Bye. <laughs> bye, guys. We will see you <laughs> next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. <laughs>